Ah, uh, it's Deprogrammed, the podcast in which where we talk about, I'm sure that's like a thing, that's how you say that, right? Where we talk about artists that we want to get you into, uh, and today that artist is Mr. Bungle. And really, literally, all you have to do is listen to us talk about it, and then listen to the playlist. Like, that's, that's it. That's all you have to do. And by the end... Hopefully, we'll convert you into a Mr. Bungle fan. Uh, that voice you may have heard right there, here with me in studio with a super sexy Zelda shirt. Oh, my God. I did. Uh, oh, you're talking about me right now. Yeah. That, oh, man. It's uh, me. No, that's no, me. no. That's, that's that. I'm talking about that other guy. I am I, I am wearing a Zelda shirt. The other guy. Hey, uh, that's what, my what's shirt. His name? Uh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Still one of my favorites. Hey, that's my shirt. Uh, no, no, I was talking to you, the other guy. Uh, <laughs> Brian Lewis is I'm here in actually studio. as as hairy as that guy is in that scene, like legitimately. <laughs> I'm almost there. <laughs> I like I I li- like literally am that the guy. <laughs> that scene ain't no shame in it though, bruh. <laughs> nah, but Mister Bungle is like legitimately like top three most influential things in my entire life. Oh. I love Mister Bungle. All so right, much. so let's bring in all the I way. I might fight everyone. <laughs> All the way I'm, from- like I know he's over the phone, but I might mother I I, I might murder him. <laughs> we'll bring in Peter. Oh, we, you mentioned. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you might be dead by the end Great of this. Great intro, motherfucker. <laughs> you might be dead by the end of this. Uh, but no, man, this was actually your idea because I had put out a post saying, "Hey, let's uh, let's get some like quick turnaround bands," and you said, "Would you even be interested in Mr. Bungle? They only have three records." Which, you know, that's the sell for me. I mean, <laughs> so does technically Rage Against the Machine history records, because one of them is a cover record, but whatever. I uh, would do Rage. Dude, I love Rage. I yeah. mean, let's talk about Rage. Let's talk about Mr. Buggle. Yes. Which is a great fucking band. <laughs> but, uh, so this was this was your idea. We're doing this because of you, Peter. Yay. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they're one of my favorite bands, but, like, they're kind of a hard sell to people mm. who like who people who ready. are who, people who are dumb yeah. people like dumb people yeah i i get it <laughs> so so talk to me uh, about it peter like what what is the uh, like removing the selling cuz that's what we have to do here removing the selling out of it just for you personally what is it about mr bungle peter okay well my, i mean my entry point was from faith no more and you know mike Patton was wearing a mr bungle shirt in the epic video and it was like oh he's got another band that's cool tractor on my ball shirt <laughs> and time. i checked it out i was like what the fuck is this like you could do this in music <laughs> like it was so weird but i loved it like i just i'd never heard anything like that before like and and each album like it's it's its own thing yeah. like like i you can't really say like they ever really repeated themselves. No, no, no. All right. So Brian, you said they're like one of the most influent influential. I take back about what I said about fighting him because he's good. I like if he can stay. (laughs) (laughs) No, like honestly, man, uh, Mike Patton is a God to me. I've seen most of his bands live. I saw Mr. Bungle on their last tour ever, and they've recently got back together. Uh, But I saw them on their last tour ever at the time with the original lineup at the boathouse oh. in like 1999. Oh. And the thi- the fucked up thing is that they opened for two like bands that would wouldn't exist without them. They opened for Incubus 
and System of a Down. I'm like, none of these bands I would exist exactly like, without these guys. Holy shit, I remember that and show. I remember when they came out, and this guy, there was a, a sticker on Mike Patton's keyboard, and it was like, uh, like Navy guys drive me nuts or something. And he was like, this, this just, that's gay. I'm like, yeah, it is, motherfucker. Like, strap in. And they were fucking amazing when I saw them. And uh, Mike Patton is the. Like like I said, he's a god to me. Like everything he does is indescribably influential for me. Mm. He he's yeah. one of the greatest vocalists of Absolutely. all time, in my opinion. Absolutely. You know, I I'd have a hard time arguing against that. Like he was actually voted that in like like some metal rag. Uh like, oh. he was like voted the greatest vocalist of all time. Like and I agree with that. Like well, he know. he he taught me that your voice is an instrument. More like I like I grew up listening to like uh um like Michael Winslow from the mm-hmm. Police Academy. Like I like I love vocalizations. Like uh, it, it's it's a huge thing for me. Like that, that's why I've always done voices and sound effects my whole life. But like Mike Patton taught me that your voice is an, an, a work of art and an instrument. So, and you know I only have the the two bands to go off of. I know he has many other projects, but like you know we did Faith No More, and yeah. I was. You know, wow. Which he which he only did to get funding for Mr. Rungle. Like he didn't <laughs> like that band at all. Huh. Uh they later they they would go on to do great records after he had more influence in the band, but he didn't like that band at first. Uh he only did it to get funding for Mr. Rungle, which um, thankfully he did. So <laughs> Well and like you said, it's he's got a very percussive instrumental yeah. voice. I mean he literally have has done records with just vocal shit like uh adult themes for voice shout out if you <laughs> it's just him in a fucking hotel on tour with faith and war doing like sound effects and shit with his oh. voice it's great i love it so did you get a chance to see them live peter no i didn't uh for some reason i think mike Patton hates florida because none of his bands ever come down here <laughs> he might hate florida I mean, I I don't I don't blame them. I mean, <laughs> the, look at us. The, the majority of Florida. I would assume that he would like you guys because your state looks like a dick. <laughs> and when I saw him with uh, Tomahawk, he had like a prosthetic dick. It was great. <laughs> he was just like a cop. It was awesome. Wasn't to- Tomahawk? Well, maybe not. I feel like I I swear they were at like a some FM ninety nine thing or something. I remember. I could be mem- those nah, were, those were the drunk nah, years. You're wrong. Those were the drunk nah, you're years. Right. You're right. <laughs> All right. Well, so is there anything else I need to to know about Mr. Bungle before we hop in cuz like I feel like you need to know everything about Mr. Bungle. Cuz there's only but... 3 albums. So there's not uh, there's not a lot of wiggle room for Technically there's only 3 albums. There's four EP and unreleased records technically before that. But whatever. Well, we brought three albums into this conversation. Right, right, right. I should I should mention that uh, I hate 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 hated Mr. Bungle, uh, dude. What in How probably about two thousand? Oh uh, man. Well, this was metal, Justin. All right, and uh, I hated it because my brother would bring it into work at we worked at a Chinese restaurant, and he would put it on the CD player which, that all the customers record? could listen. Which record? Uh, Disco Volante at points, but I'm pretty sure it was mostly self-titled. Okay. I feel like I remember California on occasions, but like 
at the time I'm just like, get cut this shit off. Like, yo, like I got, especially when Disco Volante was playing, get this shit off. Like I'm, <laughs> I got customers that are complaining. Yo. I'm sorry that the most influential record of my entire life made you uncomfortable <laughs> at work, Justin. <laughs> but I, I think part of the, part of the fun in hating Mr. Bungle was upsetting my brother. So again, Metal Justin, not a good dude. So well, it's it's funny I that you refer to metal, Justin, because their first couple of demos were they were like metal, oh. like they started out like as a metal band, and for the reunion tour, they're, they're actually performing playing, yeah. one of their demos, yeah. which was one of their med- metal demos, the Raging Rats of Easter Bunny, yeah, and uh, Goddamn and I Love America is also a metal record as well. Hmm. Yeah, weird. So, so like they're doing reunion shows, but they're they're playing their demos. Um, <laughs> Instead of like the real the album tracks. classic classic fucking move, man. <laughs> and honestly, you know my hatred for Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. It become it comes from Mr. Bungle. Well, yeah. Well, that's a whole thing though, because uh, they fucking hate each other. Yeah, because right? uh, Anthony Kiedis is an egomaniac and thinks that he invented that sound of California, which Fishbone did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Mr. Bungle's like, no, we ripped off Fishbone for a while, and then we became a band, and. Uh, the epic video which you refer to which peter referred to earlier about the mr bungle shirt from hit the more he anthony he just was like that guy stole my look and i'm like no everyone in california looks like that you asshole so and they actually like california came out it was supposed to come out the same weekend as californication did mm. but warner brothers they were in the same label at the same time uh delayed it because they didn't want people to get confused to buy uh, a better record than Californication and buy California for Mr. Bungle, which is a great fucking record. Uh, so they performed as the Red Hot Chip Peppers live, <laughs> complete with heroin overdoses and everything. Jesus. I fucking love Mr. Bungle <laughs> so much. I fucking hate the Red Hot Chip Peppers so much. So, so there we go. <laughs> let's let's talk about this, though, Peter, because you, you brought this up. Like, kind of a hard sell. Uh I mean, they soften up on the second two records, like as far like the sell becomes easier. But uh, Disco Volante is a hard sell, I think. Yeah, and to the outsider, I, I agree. But I'm also smarter than everyone else. So. <laughs> like in high school, I used to like to put that CD on in my car, like while I was driving my friends around, and just wait for somebody to be like, "Wait, what the fuck are we listening to?" <laughs> Because, like, I mean, there's songs, but they're also just kind of, like, soundscapes. There's, like, jazz uh, instrumentals. Like, they're all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think California is, like, probably their most straightforward record. Even, But even then, like, there's still a lot of weird shit going it's on. It's their most, like, accessible, but also their most experimental. Like, like they, they do a lot of different genre changes on that record. But it's also, like, their most popular record. And yeah. So- and see, I think that's the one thing I want to get across today with our discussion is that they're not inaccessible at all by any means, uh, which is why I think this is going to be interesting, like finding those 10, yeah. because we have to find 10 accessible songs that also show that they, that there are inaccessible, inaccessible, like things to them. It's not quite like when we did um, uh, Flaming Lips, Peter, because like Flaming Lips, they're like an album band, and it's like you, picking out the songs make makes them not work. 
I didn't find that with Mr. Bungle. Like you can pick out the songs and they still work on their own. Uh, I found, well, if I'm trying to turn somebody on to this band, like if I was trying to turn, I hate the guy, but if I was trying to turn metal, metal Justin onto this band, <laughs> would this be one of the songs? And I, I, I found myself coming to that a lot. And I'm really interested because I think it was what 36 songs, something like that. It's not a lot. The, the, I want to see the, what the cross section is here for us. Like if we nail everything or if we're just completely missing somehow. I feel like uh, I'm going to miss a lot, even though it was only 15, which which I suggested. Right. We should do uh, no humble brag or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I kind of run the show, but whatever. Uh <laughs> I feel like I'm like I'm gonna miss on all my especially Disco Valente, picks possibly, and... possibly because I've already kind of showed my hand with that. Because I mean, I thought it was a really good record. I really enjoyed listening to it. But like I, when I was talking about uh, breaking it apart, yeah, like I feel like that's the one album that, as I was breaking it apart, it didn't it didn't sound right to me. I feel like I feel that way about the first record actually, um, which is creatively the, their least creative record they've ever made but the one i think most fair weather people or like humdrum fans of mr bungle would like like i think people who like faith in war would like their first record but not anything else Mm. um but disco valente is the reason why you know me as a person oh because and we'll get into this on my list but i would not be playing music if it weren't for that record all right yeah so deep yeah this is they're one of the most important things in my entire life wow well then how did it take this long to get here and how did i not suggest this oh because i assumed everyone sucks (laughs) it was not me because peter like peter and i should have been friends a long time ago like i should move down to florida even though i hate that state (laughs) but i want to move down there and be friends with you guys have done a lot of shows together i know like i like this guy he's (laughs) he's a good guy well, Bird. well, I, you know what? Maybe not after this list, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right. So, uh, also, I do want to make mention redemption time finally for Peter because unfortunately, the last three appearances I think uh, have been marred with all sorts of garbage technical issues. <laughs> I, f- I feel so yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you just fine. It feels so. good to actually have a conversation again yes because before it was just kind of we had to chop together piecemeal what was the last show that we did together fiona apple yes the last one you guys did was fiona apple when things were still working yeah (laughs) that was that was at the old studio yes this is before the dean coon studio (laughs) which i guess i'm I'm always gonna refer to this as the dean coon studio (laughs) i think until until i get uh the aircraft open i think this will be referred to as the dean coon studio i like that yeah yeah yeah. it's fun yeah (laughs) uh is there anything else we need to know about mr bungle before we we hop in here peter uh, I think we've covered everything. All right. So that being said, the name of the game is Deprogrammed. We have we've combed through the three records that we picked for this and have each plucked out 15, in my case, 16 songs that we are going to now bounce off of each other in an attempt to create a top 10 starter kit for Mr. Bungle, which I got to be honest, I could easily see people if it came in their periphery passing on. You know what I mean? Totally. People are stupid. <laughs> I get it. I, I don't like this is why I hate people because they don't like Mr. Bungle as much as I do. So people are dumb and if you don't like Mr. Bungle, you're kinda dumb. Sorry. I will also it's, say this. It's a it's a true thing about life. 
uh, you know, again, every week I always put out the, hey, you know, what's essential? Yeah. And we actually got a decent I'm response I'm very here. impressed by the, the list you got. And I was I contributed to the list. So, of course, I'm impressed by it. But uh, I'm very impressed by this list. And you know what? I think I'm going to go here uh, first. It actually is one of the ones that the listener suggested. So, to me, that, that makes it feel like a pass. Uh, and I... Th- I feel like it was a super accessible song. I did not take notes this week. Sorry, guys. Retro Vertigo. Yeah. I got it. Retro hey. Vertigo. It's on my list. It's legitimately one of the most beautiful songs I've ever, I've ever heard. And it, it was a is a Trevor Dunn song. Trevor Dunn. There there were three main songwriters for Mr. I'm going to fucking rant for a while. No. How about Mr. Bungle? That's, uh, there that's were three main deal. songwriters. There was Trace Brunts, and there was Mike Patton, and there was Trevor Dunn. Mm-hmm. They were the three songwriters for Mr. Bungle. And uh, if you know that, you, you, you know the songs they wrote throughout their entire discography. But Retro Vertigo is one of, if Trevor Dunn's song, he's one of the most influential bass players of my entire life. He's top three for me. Wow. It's Geezer Butler from Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. It is Boosie Collins from Parliament Funkadelic. And also Trevor Dunn. He was in Phantomas as well with another, uh, another Mike Patton, Patton project. project. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and now plays for the Melvins, I think, too, as well. Um which is also signed to Mike Patton's label, uh, Ipecac Records. Shout out. I have two foam middle fingers from Ipecac Records in my house right now. Huh. Uh, but this is one of his songs. It's about uh, the, I guess, disillusionment of the American dream via television. Mm-hmm. How how television has destroyed uh, humanity, basically. Um my art imitates crime basically that that song which is the, the song is about television how stupid it's made everyone but love that song and we are living that now absolutely like, we have a game show host for for president of yeah. course we're living that right now <laughs> i mean we, i'm not trying to get political but like we literally like elected a rapey game show host for president yeah yeah <laughs> that that's just a fact about life yeah well in you know, yeah, I don't, I don't want to delve any further into that, but you're yeah, right. Yeah. Like it's, it's just a beautiful Fair song. So yeah, no, it's, it's legitimately a great, a beautiful acoustic, like, uh, out of character song for them. But I want to add, I want to add this. Um, when they broke up, uh, none of them touched any Mr. Bungle songs and any other other projects. But this year, at some of Mike Patton's uh, Mondo Kane shows, he's been playing Retro Vertigo mm. at the end of his set. Hmm. Yeah. Ah. All right. Man, I like this guy. <laughs> but see, and these are the I nuggets. Wish, I wish he was here in person instead of you, Justin, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I wish t- both of you were here because I love you both. Half of the time, though, I kind of feel the same way. All right. <laughs> Brian? All right. Uh, great fucking choice. First off, um, my fa- the most influential song in my entire life as a musician the only reason I play music today, there's two things. One of them is Talking Heads, uh, the live version of Psycho Killer from Stop Making Sense. And the other one is this, Mary Go Bye Bye. Oh, my God. I, I've got it. Okay, good. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm glad, because if not, I would murder everyone. <laughs> it goes from the Beach Boys pop to death metal to noise and then right back to pop again. It is the greatest fucking song i've ever heard in my entire life wow I, I, everything i've ever done as a musician you like 
you've supported me from almost day one, Justin. Mm-hmm. But the my first band ever, which you have not heard, which you should not hear because it's terrible, <laughs> is entirely influenced by that song. Wow. Yeah. Everything I've ever done is because of Mary Go Bye Bye. You know, that was like one of my last few cuts. Who like, didn't it, have it? You me, didn't have it. I man. didn't have it. Well, I, We're not even friends, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, and, and the reason I cut it was... If I was trying to sell somebody on the band, would I point to that song? No, but you shouldn't listen to this band if you don't like that song, period. Okay, that's a fair enough point. <laughs> that is a fair enough point. Uh, but it, it made a, quite an impression on me. I, I loved it. And a lot of the stuff on Disco Volante, I enjoyed thoroughly. But like, I had a problem going, okay, this is what the band does. I'm not going to lie, Justin. If this is not in our final list, <laughs> I'm never doing the show again. Oh shit! I'm not. I'm like. I'm not even kidding with you. Now, what happens? <laughs> hold on, though. Hold on, though. Uh, what happens if we get in ten unanimously and it doesn't even get to enter the conversation? Regardless, I'm never <laughs> oh, doing shit. the show again. Like, no, I'm done. No, no, no Fredo sessions. Nothing. Oh, I'm shit. done. This is my last show ever. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> well, we'll we'll see where where it all comes out in the wash. Well, see what happens I hope here. you enjoy my voice, everyone, because this is the last time you'll hear it from the show. Now, I will say this. That's an easy pass if, Total, if there's room. I, I, I understand that. I understand your point that this is not a good song to get into this band if you're not, I guess, a music fan? I don't know. <laughs> you would not like Mr. Bungle if you don't like this song, period. Well, and I think that's like the, the fairest of the of the points yeah like all the money that mike Patton made from faith no more and uh, and some of the their debut record their self-titled record was all was their last um demo ou818 this was their first like we have millions of dollars mm. <laughs> this is the record we want to make <laughs> it's a fucked up jazz record and it's the greatest shit ever. But this is the one record, if you don't like Mr. Bungle, you probably don't like. I, I can understand people who don't like Mr. Bungle liking songs from their first record mm-hmm. and California. But this is the this is the record I'm like, this is for real fans right here. That, that's what I feel. I mm. don't know. All right. Well, the case has been made. So, <sighs> And again, I'll say this. It, if I've already room, lost faith in my in this show, man. <laughs> if there's room, if we don't get ten unanimous, I am way okay with that because it made an impression on me. All right, uh, Peter, you're up. Um. Okay. Okay. As far as accessible <laughs> stuff, um, I'm gonna start off with Carousel from the first album. I got it. Nope. All right. So it moves over to the conversation. Yeah. Uh, and carousel and uh fun fact about me anyway uh i went and saw phantomas at the 930 club no oh. in i don't know it was like 10 years ago or something but actually yeah it was their it was their um suspended animation tour huh. and they have the the pinball machine funhouse which is where a lot of the sound effects from the first record came from so playing that in the venue that they were playing at was like a huge, that was like my Graceland moment <laughs> for me. Word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, 
and moves to the conversation. So that's all right. So far, zero misses. That's that's a all right. I'm going to trot something out from Disco Volante here. I don't have a lot from it, but uh, I, I just want to see what what we got here. And uh, this was the first one that really got me. Like, okay, there's something here that I can point to and go. It's weird enough that it's representative of Mr. Bungle. It's accessible enough that I could tell somebody about it. Chemical Marriage. I've got it. That was one of the only songs really? I regretted cutting. Okay. And I did it for a specific reason because I love Trevor Dunn. And we'll get to that later. Okay. But that should have been on my list, honestly. If we had a normal 20 list, that would absolutely be on there. It, it sounds like it's from like some demented circus from like yeah. another dimension or something. And and, and I and I've listened to a lot of bands in my life that are influenced by Mr. Bungle, like uh, um, Dog Fashion Disco, for example. And that's the influence they took for them, like weird circus music. So I I, and I feel like that's that's something that permeates throughout the records, at least the ones that. I was presented with there yeah. is like a weird circus feel that kind of comes in and like and, tu- and like tub ring who had a record uh produced by Trey 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 Sprance, their their guitar player they're one of the third singer songwriters uh so yeah I, I think a lot of weird circus is what people get from Mr. Bungle mm-hmm. and this song is very indicative of that so all righty Brian all right I'm gonna start a trilogy of songs right now because I'm a hardcore fiend. I don't <laughs> want to brag or anything. But this is part one of a three-part uh, song trilogy. And this is the only one on this record. It's the first record, Slowly Growing Deaf, oh. which is Sleep Part One. I don't have it. No, nope. mm. me neither. No. Nope. Man. No. Nope. All right. <laughs> Honestly, looking at it, I only ha- don't have two songs from that record, apparently. And that's one of them. It's cool. I mean, you guys don't like Tre- Trevor Dunn's one. <laughs> Sorry. Like, I know for a fact that this guy threw my demo out of his car one time. <laughs> and I'm very flattered by that. I actually, I've actually had correspondence with every member of this band at one point in my life. I'm very proud of that. Oh, yeah. One of them told me I sucked, and I was like, great. <laughs> It was Trevor Dunn, but it's great. <laughs> All right. Uh, Peter. Um, here's one that I thought like, okay, like if you're going to, if you're going to get into Mr. Bungle, here would be a, a good entry point. Uh, pink cigarette, Oof. California. It was oh. one of my only cuts from, I mean, oh. it was, no, I don't I have it, but great song. Really? Yeah. Right, there's literally no bad Mr. Bungle songs. Wow. Okay. I did not expect this. Two, uh, two misses here. Uh, I hate us. Such a long record <laughs> saying that. <laughs> okay. Where do I go here then? Um. I don't feel as strong about any of these. How about I'll trot this one out here? Vanity Fair. No. Nope. No. Okay. Uh, I wanted to, but I chose another song from that record instead. All right. Into the trash it goes. I mean, 
slowly growing death should be on that, but it's in the trash, so that's fine. All right. Uh, it's my turn, yeah? Yes. All right, so I'm going to go part two of the trilogy that you guys hate, apparently, already, <laughs> which is the rest. The other two are on Disco Valente. Uh, Carrie's Dress to the Jaw is part two of the Sleep Trilogy. I've got it. I don't, but it was definitely one of my last cuts. Trevor now, Dunn, are we are we counting the secret song along with the Carrie Stress in the Jaw? There's a fun fact about that is that he didn't know that they recorded the song. So like the lyrics of like I didn't get to sing on it at all was like legitimately like how it happened. Like he was not a part of that. They recorded that song without him and he got really pissed about it. So then they made vocals about it. It's great. Uh Trevor Dunn is a great jazz bass player for a white man. <laughs> but like I, I got to see his uh his jazz trio one of the times I saw him Phantomos at the nine thirty club in DC. I see Phantomos like three times. I'm fucking I'm proud of that. Uh it's a great accomplishment of my life. <laughs> the first time I saw them, they opened up for Tool at the uh, amphitheater. That's the show during, I was thinking about. Uh, during their uh, director's cut show, and everyone was so confused by that. M- Mike Patton is one of, is the greatest fucking frontman of all time. Respect to uh, Freddie Mercury, but uh, because he, like me, feeds off negative energy. Mm. If the if if the audience is not with him, he plays so much better. He loves when people hate him, mm. and they had no clue what they were watching when they opened for Tool. And he played the second best time I've ever seen him play. <laughs> and the and the first was a, a Phantomas show at 930 Club when they played with the Melvins. Uh, and everyone just kept yelling Faith and War songs, and he fucking hates that so much. He was just like, the whole time he just had his middle finger up to this front row. The people <laughs> that were right, right, like right in front of me, I was like, fuck these guys and he like he plays so well off negative energy oh, this guy him. sounds like my guy like I, dude i fucking cannot state enough how important mike Patton is in my life <laughs> i love him just, i really do i genuinely love him just definitely sounds like my kind of guy <laughs> and i've seen most of his projects live i'm very proud of that all right so peter it is your turn what song did we just say carrie strut oh, okay. okay. oh that was mine all right yeah. Moves over to the combo. Um, I'm gonna stick with Disco Volante. Uh, Desert Search for Techno Allah. Damn man, <sighs> cutting anything from that record is hard for me. I don't have it either. Like I, like I picked five from every record. Oh, and that's why I, I don't have every song from Disco Volante in there. So, yeah, I almost actually put all of self-titled. I can get that. But mostly because you like, of accessibility. You like butt rock for a while, so it's fine. <laughs> well, like I said, mostly due to its accessibility. It is accessible. So, all right. Uh, well, where do I go? Um, you know, I'll stay on Disco Volante too. Uh, how about After School Special? Damn it! Man. I have that. All right. Into the combo. I, just, I hate myself for cutting anything from that record. <laughs> no, it's not on my list. I'm sorry, but that's okay. It goes to the this combo. is honestly top ten. If you gave me like Desert Island Records, this is top ten for me. 
It's top five for me. Well, then that that makes the cuts like. And also, the last person that we did a show together, me and Peter, so is Peter and Apple. Oh. When the pawn is in league with Disco Volante for me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. High praise from Brian. Yeah. Also, after school special, that's a really fucked up song. Yeah. Uh, the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what I was looking at is again with that record, like how do I how do I display like they can be fucked up and still be something that grabs you. You know what I mean? Like so it's like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Brian. All right. Uh, man. One of the greatest baselines of all time. Uh-oh. And one that Trevor Dunn hates. He did not write this. The keyboardist wrote it on a keyboard, which is a lot easier to play on the keyboard than the bass. He I follow him a lot. So, on his on his personal website, he finally released the bass tabs for the song. Mm-hmm. And I learned it. Actually, I learned how to play bass because I locked myself in my bedroom and learned nothing but Mr. Bungle's first record and Primus's entire fucking songbook. Wow. So this is why I understand music today in my understanding of music. Uh, but one of the greatest bass lines I've ever heard in my entire life is from uh, Dead Goon. I got it. I don't. That Oof. was a late cut, though. Great song. So great. I think my only issue with the first record of Mr. Bungle is all the post-music cuts, because it, it takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Like, even one of the songs on my list that we'll get into later, the opening song doesn't start until 30 minutes, 30 seconds into it, because there's like just sound effects stuff silence in this case but there's a lot of like interludes and shit like that in mm-hmm. the first record that i think maybe might hurt the record i i made my own cut of the record having my own studio equipment but <laughs> understandable anyway All i'm right. really jerking off <laughs> <laughs> well i got dead we've got dead <laughs> goon over to the conversation right, though cool. uh and we got retro vertigo all the way through. I'm so glad that one's all the way through. All right. Peter. I'm say that about every song, though. <laughs> um, how about Goodbye Sober Day? Yes. Absolutely. That's the song I chose over, over uh, Vanity Fair. Uh, I don't have it. <laughs> it has, it's so diverse, man. There's like all the like, um, like Middle Eastern influences in that song. Like that, that record honestly is the most accomplished shit they've ever done as musicians there's like math core on there there's like uh, middle eastern music which if you follow trey spronson's career he did a lot of that stuff with the secret chiefs three which sometimes trevor dunn played on as well like he does a lot of mr like middle eastern music um in his solo career and a lot of that is very uh, apparent on that record Mm. So, oh, and for the record, I may not have had it, but uh, the listeners agreed with you, Peter. <laughs> it, it's it's weird because California is a mix of like 
California Beach Boy sounding stuff along with Middle Eastern music, which yeah. like it sounds like it shouldn't work on paper, but it does. It works so so well. <laughs> I loved I loved California. Like I feel like out of the three records like that we listened to, that's the one I'll probably come back to the most. Yeah, I I, I if you only like that record, I might hate you, but I would I'd hate you less. <laughs> if the, if the, like yeah, so you like their most diverse record they've ever made but it's also their most polished like from from a production standpoint as well and uh i don't know i was i was just ranting about and, and they didn't that was they were they recorded that all on analog they didn't do any digital with that yeah, so no, like yeah that must have been fucking and insane to mix a lot of that was done in separate locations they like they weren't all necessarily friends at that point Oh. So there's a lot of tape trading going on with that ah. record. Yeah, yeah. Like they did not get along <laughs> towards the end there. All right. Well, it moves out of the conversation. I mean all right, let's see what seven in the conversation. So if we get two Do we more. only have one all the way through? Yeah. At this point. Wow, man. Yeah. I'm very impressed by this show. <laughs> and hate it at the same time. <laughs> all right. Uh where do I want to go here? You know what? I'm going to play along with the listeners here. Um, squeeze me macaroni. I have it. I don't. Uh, I, I like that song a lot. I find it to be very sophomoric and okay, very, and very, and very indicative of their, like their early, their early days that, uh, like their demos and shit. Oh, that's fair. Great song. Uh, great baseline. Learn that one too. All right. Brian. I'll go. I'll go with that record as well. Um, the song that I chose over um, Carousel. Actually, no, I had Carousel. Wait, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. That should go all the way through. Did you have that too? Did I? I, I had Carousel. I don't remember if I did. Hold on. On I the thought, fly here. I thought I didn't have it, but I do. It's it's at the bottom of my list. So I may have. If it did, we should go all the way through. Yes, I did. All right. Well, that goes all the way through. I'm sorry right. that I fucked that up. That's all right. Uh, I'm. I don't make mistakes on the show, and that was my first one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I mentioned this song earlier. Uh, it is the original title of this song is Travolta. The original pressing of this record had the original name on it, but Travolta sued them. Uh, and so they went with the name of his biography, his autobiography, which is quote unquote. Yes, I got it. Yes. Yeah. Which is the Trevor Dunn song. So, which is I technically the only single, like they made a video for it and everything mm-hmm. that they ever had. Oh. Yeah. Also makes sense though. <laughs> I, I don't have Yeah. That. Yeah. Great right. song. That moves over here. And make that copy. All right. Peter? Uh, okay. The last one I have from that record is My Ass is on Fire. Yep. I, yep. Got it. <laughs> got it. I got it too. Yeah. I mean, it's juvenile, but it's still funny. Like, There's a lot of that shit on the record that like, I can't defend as an adult. <laughs> but still love it though like uh the girls of porn song like mm-hmm. uh, it's not on my list but like 
that's where they were then as mm-hmm. people. Well, I mean, you can tell like these were they like they were all friends in high school and like they were doing like stuff that like just to amuse them, themselves. Yeah, of course. And yeah. Like it, the the opening still, it's still a good song. Like the opening of OU818 is is them doing an impression of a Milli Vanilli thing. You're like, I I sat around and thought about the things we used to do. <laughs> it really meant a lot to me. You mean a lot to me. <laughs> I really meant that much to you. Like that's the opening of their like they're very juvenile in their early days, and I I I'd still like it, but it I can't defend it as an adult. <laughs> also understandable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's like Mike Patton is the is one of the most petty motherfuckers. <laughs> And I, from a petty motherfucker, I really appreciate that because it makes me feel like I'm not an asshole. Because like Mike Patton's like that too. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you have to be that way though. Sometimes it be that way. I mean, I almost brought your radio station to the ground <laughs> over my pettiness, and it's yeah. uh, you have Mike Patton to thank for that. But so. yeah, but <laughs> we all know the other end of that. Like, I know what that. the real reason. I, I know. One of my favorite YouTube clips was like he was being interviewed at like some festival or something, and Wolf Mother was playing. Wolf Mother, you suck! I fucking love that video. I know what you're talking about. And like he stops like in the middle of the interview. What year is this? You hear this shit? (laughs) I love him so much, dude. What fucking year is this? Oh man, (laughs) Wolf Mother, you suck. I mean, he's not wrong. That makes me happy. I fucking love Mike Patton so much, man. He, God damn it, he's so good. Everything he does is fucking gold for me. I guess I'm going to have to do a deep dive on some <laughs> he's, Mike Patton videos. He's a living fucking god to me. Like, I'm not even being like hyperbolic when I say that. Well, we now have three through, though, which is good. Retro Vertigo, Carousel, My Ass is on Fire, all uh, the way through. Great. And we officially have no need for NTP either. That being said, I'm there's gonna... no, there's literally no trash in their discography. <laughs> I just want to go on record by saying that. Let me, uh, let me throw out some possible misses here. None of them knew they were robots. I have it. Uh, yes, absolutely, oh. wholeheartedly. Okay, that's a great song. That was influenced by Dillinger's Escape Plan. Wow. Yeah. I don't know why. Which, which sang on one of their Mike EPs. Patton would go on to work with. Yes, yeah. Uh, but but ironically, not a Mike Patton song. That's a Trace France song. He mm. was very much taken with the, the math core scene. So there's a lot of that on that record. Strangely but, enough. Like, yeah. I don't know why. I thought that no. one was an outlier. Okay. No, nah, man. Got that's it. A, that's, a, that's, that, that's an essential. All right. Brian? All right. I think I have six left, which technically I only have five left. I'm not going to lie. I, I forget. <laughs> that we already talked about. Oh, I'm going to go amiss right now because I already missed with the first part of this. Part two of the Sleep Trilogy is uh, Phlegmatics on uh, Disco Valentes. Nope. Nope. Yeah, I figured. Nope. Oh, part three, actually. I'm sorry. I already did a character versus the jaw. That was number two. This is part three of the Sleep Trilogy. Plan. Put that over there. All right, Peter. Uh, this is probably going to be a miss, but um, let's see if I'm pronouncing this right. Mamishka Mouse Squaz. Ooh, that was a tough cut. That was a tough cut for me. It was just as tough as doing like Desert Search for Technomala for me. You know what it was like when I 
this is one of those songs when I played it on its own, it didn't feel right. I maybe I'm wrong, but like that's when fair. I, I get that. When I listened to it within the album, I was like, word. And then when I came back for my cuts, I was like, this one doesn't feel right. Yeah, and that's I I, I understand that. Again, maybe I'm wrong, but any song by Mr. Bungle that you don't like is wrong. <laughs> Period. <laughs> uh, I genuinely mean this. I honestly don't. I mean, of the the thirty whatever it was, I don't think there was one I didn't like. I I, I think there was ones I w- I just wouldn't use for this show. Right. Yeah. So, uh. All right. So my turn. Right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. All right. How about how about this one? I'll go with the listeners again. Egg. No. 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 Okay. Great song. So is Stub a Dub. Also not on my list, but. <laughs> Great record. Great record. Into the trash it goes. Into the trash. All right, Brian? Okay. I think I've already closed out all of their self-titled record between us as uh, guests on the show. I will go with... I know you're a track one guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, also a late add to my list. Which this is a very easy list because I've been thinking about my favorite songs of theirs my whole life, but everyone I went to high school with is dead. Is a song that they wrote, pretending that they didn't know how to play music, which is a hard thing to do if you're a musician, to pretend you don't know how to play your instrument. <laughs> Great. Oh, I don't have it though. Mm. I don't have it. Wow. No. Well, I'm dead too, apparently. So it's fine. <laughs> well, and I am a track one guy, and I got to be honest. I I listened to that. And it, I was like, it is not a good representation of where the record goes. Which is exactly I, I, why I, I cut it. I know that, but it is a group of well accomplished musicians pretending that they don't know how to play their instruments i thought it was like a really fun introduction i was like oh is this what we're doing here and then no it's not what we're doing which again i thought it was a fun way to open the record but and honestly you know maybe if i maybe if it would have made that that next round it would have been you know something i would include in the conversation but it was god man like thinking of it that way that mind fuck of yeah we're just pretending yeah that I don't know. Like I, I love, my, I love a good mind fuck. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I like the frogs so much. <laughs> All right, uh, Peter. Uh, okay, uh, for the last uh, track one, um, "Sweet Charity." Yep, absolutely. Oh, no. That is a Beach Boy song. I mean that that's a Trace Brown song as well. Like he's very influenced by the Beach Boys. All the like "Merry Go Bye Bye." All like all the like pop surf rock shit from Mr. Bungle comes from Trace Brouts. All right. So that puts 10 in the conversation and we've got four through. So we are, we are good to go. Uh, I'm down on my last four. Uh, I'll trot my last one out from Disco Volante. Uh, Backstroking. Nope. No. Trash. Into the trash. All right, Brian. I'll go with my I guess I guess this is my last one from that record as well. Uh platypus. 
the baseline like midway through is a banger and a half man like he's a great fucking jazz bass player I can tell I, don't have I can it. tell by the science that no one has it. <laughs> but anyway, listen to Platypus, everyone who's listening to the show. Well again, like I I think if <laughs> if you enjoy the list that we present you, listen I knew, to all the three of these I records. knew every song from that record was gonna miss with this like I I could, I, I knew that. <laughs> well, and some people collect all the songs. So if you do that then you're, you're We're only ever going to hit too. on their last, their first and third record. Like I knew Disco Valente was to be a miss for me, totally. Well, it's just it is, it is what it is. You know, I honestly it, thought about texting you would go into a tenth song to make it even harder. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I might have killed myself if I had to cut that many songs. All right, but, so that brings us to Peter. Uh, I, I only got one left. Oh. Um air, air conditioned nightmare. Yeah, absolutely, yep, man. I got it. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And the listeners agree with you as well. Great song. Well, and, you know, I hate to talk so much about ex- accessibility, but, you know, that's yeah. important when we're we're doing something like this. So, all right. Uh, so, Peter is done. So, it's... You will hate life more than life hates you. Oof. <laughs> that's my life. <laughs> So I've got two left. I'm going to just bounce them off you, Brian. All right. Love is Fist. No. All right. And Gollum 2, The Bionic Vapor Boy. No. I honestly couldn't tell you. At this point, I couldn't tell you what it was that grabbed me. I, th- I If I had to it's guess. A, I do. There's no bad songs here, honestly. <laughs> if I had to guess, uh, the default reason something would get through is it gave me the feeling of circus. Okay. So that was like default. If it if it made me feel like I was at a circus, then it got through. Although I don't think that was the case with I don't think I have any left. Oh, done. All right. Yeah. Let me move these over to the trash, and we'll go through what we got. I'm done, man. Uh, I'm not surprised that the only songs that went through are their first and third record. (laughs) I we definitely need to have that second record represented in our list One, two, uh, so we got retro vertigo i'm gonna go to the goddamn end of the earth for merry go by well i mean that's an easy pass like I, I think i think disco volante is their best record but i think it's like an album album where like it's it's harder to like take songs out of the context totally it, it, it's it's a not it's a non-concept concept record like you like you've taking songs out of context uh, ruins it but like it's like everyone has i went to high school with is dead Great fucking song, not representative of, of the fucking record, though. right? But great song. It's a bunch of people pretending they don't know how to play their instruments, which is them. just fun. Awesome. That is just fun. which I can't do. Like credit to them as musicians, I can't pretend I don't know how to play. Like <laughs> great, love them. Well, uh, so I'm with it. I was the only one out on Merry Go Bye Bye, putting that one through. Please, that put gives it us six. Please. So we need four more from these. Chemical Marriage, Carrie Stress in the Jaw, After School Special, Dead Goon, Goodbye Sober Day, Sweet Charity, Squeeze Me Macaroni, quote unquote. Wait, who didn't have Sweet Charity? I did. You? Yep. Man, I hate you. Although, again, that one was well on my radar. I feel like that one made my right. first cut. Chemical Marriage should go through, okay. even though it wasn't on my list. Uh, 
Sweet Charity should go through as well. I'm also with that because it was on my radar. Right. How many is that if we put those two through? I, I mean, I, I don't, don't want to come into the show. Peter, how do you feel about this? I'm fine with both of those. All right. Um, like, what do, where are we at album-wise as far as representation? The, the only one that's not represented for the most part is, is Disco, Disco Volante, Volante. Yeah. which is the record that, record that everyone should listen to. So, well, I think now we have two from Disco Volante, though. Yeah. Mary Baba and Chemical Marriage. Okay. Uh, so, yep. So what about, what about, uh, Carrie stress in the jaw? I, that was my next one that I was going to go to bat for. Okay. Yes. Again, that, that, all of these songs were on my radar, so I'm with it. All right. If those are the only representation from the record, I'm fine. We could, we could move on, but. Well, the only one that's left is after school special anyway. Okay. So. Uh, so this is what's left. Hold on. What do we got here? Is that nine then? Um, yeah, nine. So we've only got one one left to put through. Of these, After School Special, Dead Goon, Goodbye Sober Day, Squeeze Me Macaroni, quote unquote. I feel like quote unquote has to be in this conversation. Well, knowing the story now. It has to be there. I mean, <laughs> they had to change, the, they had to like, recall the record over this song yeah man. uh and it's the only it's our you know i don't like singles but it's their only like l- actual single they ever released well when, they tried to push uh retro vertigo when it came out yeah um they were but like the radio stations were like no yeah <laughs> so like when they first got signed they only got signed because of faith and war mm-hmm. uh unfortunately but Mike Patton was a goddamn genius and joined a band he didn't really like that much so he can get funding to do Mr. Bungle. They really went hard on this song. They were like, this is going to be their breakout fucking song. Like, we're going to make millions of dollars off this band. And they didn't at all. <laughs> their entire wait, wait. career. And I love the fact that it exists. So It's also crazy that all three albums are on Warner Brothers records. They're yeah. like they're on a huge label. Yeah. They're on the <laughs> and, same label as their fucking arch nemesis, the goddamn Red Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> so I just I I can't talk up enough about how much I love Mr. Bungle. So do you have so. one that you're leaning towards, Peter? Cuz I knowing the story um, of quote unquote now, I feel like it's the only one that has that. I could see that. I'm for me, it's a toss up between that and goodbye sober day. Okay. So let's, let's you know, man. Yeah. No, let's go with goodbye sober day. Okay. That's a great song. That's very musically diverse. Quote unquote is, is very much a funk metal song. All right. But goodbye sober day, I think is the audience song too. Yeah. Well, also yes. quote unquote yes, also sure. kind of has the circus feel, which I think we've already covered with, a couple of the other songs that's like carousel and chemical marriage especially carousel yeah yeah okay fair yeah that's fair all right so let's put a goodbye sober day in and like you said that was one that the listener suggested yeah, yeah so this is our 10 then retro vertigo carousel my ass is on fire none of them knew they were robots i can't believe that one got i'm so yeah, happy that one <laughs> the air conditioned nightmare Ugh. merry go bye bye god damn i love this fucking show chemical marriage Sweet Charity, Carrie Stress in the Jaw, Goodbye Sober Day. That's our 10. 
So with that being oh. said, Brian, let me please, please don't ask me what my number one bullet is. I have I, to. I, I don't know, dude. I, I um, don't know what to put at number one here. <laughs> my like my heart wants to go with like Retro Vertigo because mm-hmm. I think that's the most accessible song on this list. Um, it's very traditionally structured and a, a great ballad. Uh, but are we about, doing the band a disservice if we do that? I think so. You're you're gonna be taking a hard left turn if, after totally, that. Totally, totally. Put that as number I one. I think I think probably. How do we represent them? It, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be something from California for me. Like okay. I honestly think that that that's a great way to start. Um, it's it's gonna be the air conditioned nightmare or none of the new they were they 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 were robots. Okay, for me. Yeah, I th- I think I agree with that. All right, so I mean they're kind of up tempo, but they're also you know switching up the genres, but yeah. also at the same time like not really. Not too weird to throw people off that were yeah. like, okay, I, I don't, I don't want to listen to the rest like, of this. I like, am well aware that "Merry Go Bye Bye" would turn most people off, so and that's my favorite song, yeah, of all time. Uh, but I know that it's not a banger for everyone. Right, it's just a banger for me. <laughs> well, and so, the three of us. Well, yeah, because we're fucking smart. Uh, <laughs> idiots i remember the first time i heard <laughs> when i first first listened to that album when i got to that song i was like oh so they're closing it out with like a normal song but then no. like halfway through it's just like bye bye it fucking I, I, was, I was like oh of course okay i <laughs> cannot stress enough how fucking great that song is that that's on our list right yeah Top, okay it. cool yep uh yeah but it has to be none of them knew that they, they were robots i think okay I'm with it. Yeah. Because, uh, again, it shocked me that it went in unanimously. Yeah. So, like, I think that is actually pretty indicative of the like, band. I like The Air Condition Nightmare. I think that's an, a, a, a viable second choice. But I think it has to be none of them knew they were robots. Because they wrote weird songs about weird shit. Mm-hmm. And that's a great it's indicative of that. Yeah, it's indicative yeah. of them, but it's accessible enough to to not turn somebody totally. off to the band. Yeah. And, you know, while you're there, just listen or, to all of California. My only, listen to every fucking record they, they made, all three of the, the ones that you peons would know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, no, I, otherwise, it had to be Carousel for me, I think. Okay. Interesting. Only because, quote unquote, did not make it. So. Yeah. What were you going to say, Peter? I was just going to agree and say listen to all their albums because, oh. like I mentioned at the beginning, like each album has its own sound. Yeah. And, yeah. It, like, the the first record is, like, they got, like, more, you know, horns and, you know, I guess it's got more of the circus feel. Yeah. Disco Volante is, like, really avant-garde. It's an avant-garde jazz record. Yeah. Yeah. And then California is just kind of, like, smooth California pop mixed with their usual weird shit it really is a pop record like for for them that's their brand of pop music it's and it it works it's as pop as they get for sure it works but it is a pop record for them well i gotta tell you like it it, i didn't rack my mind on on this like uh, choosing the songs and stuff but i'm glad i'm finally at a point in my life where i can listen to mr bungle and appreciate what it is like, uh, I don't know what was wrong with Metal Justin. 
I hate Metal Justin. He like, was the worst. Like, I love non-Metal Justin, like, right now. Like, you're one of my best friends in the entire world. And I drunkenly told you this the other night. <laughs> but I I hate Metal Justin. He, he was the he, worst. No, nah, he's not cool. Like, I don't... I, he can't hang, man. He can't hang with me. He was a real jerk. He was a dick. And he didn't like Mr. Bungle. You can fuck off. For all, for all he's like. dead and gone. He's dead and gone. All right, so let me uh, run this down one last time here. So what are we doing? Number one with the bullet is none of the new... They, I think so. Robots? Okay. I think so. I think cool. it's weird enough... Peter, are you good with that, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word. I okay. think it's weird enough that it's... it. Shows what Mr. Bungle is, but accessible enough to not turn anybody off. Yeah. I think that's... All right. I think that describes Mr. Bungle. Totally. <laughs> Weird, but accessible. It's totally. None of them knew they were robots. Our number one with a bullet there. Uh, the air-conditioned nightmare, retro vertigo, carousel, my ass is on fire, merry go bye-bye, ca- uh, chemical marriage, sweet charity, carry stress in the jaw, and Goodbye Sober Day. That's our Man, 10. What a great fucking look. God damn, I love this band. And then listen to that. And again, you won't you won't have to invest a ton of time listening to the three records that are available on Spotify. Do that. And you'll enjoy yourself. If you enjoy this 10, you will enjoy you will enjoy those records. Yeah. So. And a lot of Mike Patton shit after that too. Actually, a lot of every member of that band's uh catalog of work. If you like Mr. Bunkle, I'm I'm feeling it, uh, Peter. This means officially we can now get you back into the rotation here. <laughs> Hell yeah! Because uh, for a good while there, like you were on, it felt like every other week, and then technical issues kind of put the put the squash to that. Yeah, I prefer the word kibosh, but yeah, okay, <laughs> kibosh. I would say kibosh. But. but I I think one of the next ones you'll be up for, which will probably at this point be early next year, is Sunny Day Real Estate. Oh yeah, I think uh, I'll have to take a look at, at what else you're you're up for, but I know that one for sure. So I love Sunny Day. And then Brian, you're going to be in for the Fredo sessions for Sabbath, yeah, and Taylor Swift, yeah. Which this will be the first time you've done a show with my wife too. Oh, cool. So I might hate your wife. <laughs> Never had a reason to hate your wife, but now it's coming. It's going to be in. It's on the rise. Taylor Swift's going to be in, in, because I haven't really, I've listened to two of the records, like the first two, I think. So it's going to be an interesting list. you you never listened to Taylor Swift. Well, no, I've heard. You haven't heard 1989, man? Of course I have. Come on, dude. Half of it's on the radio anyway. Dude, it's great. Yes. Record. So, but, you know. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Just like with, with Mr. Bungle, like I, I didn't know where the list was going to go. I don't yeah. really care about the list with Taylor Swift. I care about the conversation that we're going to have about her. Uh, and another another one. This is kind of aside from uh, uh, from what we're talking about right now. But I'm doing Pink, uh, doing research for Pink. I really actually I really like Pink a lot. I really I like respect Pink too. like I respect her a lot as a musician because her first record was like very forced on her mm-hmm. to have that look and that sound yep. and she just did her own thing for the rest of her career and i think she's incredibly talented yeah like the like her whole like uh circus thing that she did live where she did like the the um uh like up in the, the yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what that's called like the the, the aero aerobics or whatever right. that she was doing to do that and be able to sing pitch perfectly, it takes an incredible amount. And that song specifically? Dude, but it takes an incredible amount of, of talent to do mm-hmm. that and, and control. And she doesn't get the credit that she deserves as a fucking either. great vocalist. So uh, it, 
you know, I'm looking forward to that conversation too. I don't know what the list is. The, sometimes, and this is why I bring it to that. Sometimes the list is like the least important part of the yeah. episode. <laughs> she, dude, she, she's amazing. Like legit. And so I feel that way about pink. I feel that way about Taylor Swift. I feel that way about Mr. Bungle. You know what? You should feel this way about me. Patreon.com. I mean, so hi, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> $1 a month. I've given you more money than I've given Mr. Bungle in my life. Wowzers McTavish. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Look, here's what you get. You get deprogrammed before the rest of the world, and you get literally anything and everything else that I'm doing right now, which includes uh, at least four other podcasts, um, the the These Ghouls demos when they come out. I know, I haven't been doing them. Uh, I need to figure out how I'm going to record this record. Uh, the songs are there. I just need to record them. You just hit play on that, and you're fine. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Just be in a room with a microphone and hit play. I should f- figure out the drums, though. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, drummers are terrible. Fuck, <laughs> fuck the drums, man. Uh, but so there's that, and then uh, there's a big. I'll just say thumbs up. There's there's a big project coming up that we can't divulge info yet, but we're getting close to that point. I actually wrote the first TVs for it. Are we talking about the thing that we're doing? Yeah. Okay, word. I know what we're talking about. I'll also say this. Me and Brian are doing commentary on it, and you're yeah. going to want to see this because Brian told me he's cutting off sleeves. I'm, I'm cutting sleeves off my blazer for this. I'm doing a sleeveless blazer look for this. It's I'm so excited about it. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's going to be I've been watching nothing but like vintage uh, footage of the thing we're, the category of what we're doing. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really excited about it. I can't wait. It's going to be a good time. So that's coming soon. Uh, Bell and Dub season two. Jenny and I. Jenny lives in Hampton now. So like I know. Like I, I talked to her. Uh, she went to the Elvis Costello with me on Friday, and uh, shout out because she appreciated that we talked to her up last show we were on. So shout out to Jenny. She's uh, great. But uh, I told her that I wanted to do a lot more in the next season. Like I wanted show up my vocal talents more so than Word just up. being a douchebag <laughs> like i know i could do that let's move on <laughs> Word up. but uh we're gonna start writing season two now that she's in hampton uh she lives like less than 10 minutes from here yeah. so like uh that's gonna be coming up soon and uh look all that a dollar a month plus that's like the least you can do i know and, and it's just like whatever else i'm doing like it doesn't stop there it's that's just the stuff that's happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm trying to be really creative. And if, if I get to a hundred dollars a month, Justin Fest, it is 24 hours of me. <laughs> I mean, uh, okay. So I just officially up my monthly membership to a hundred dollars. <laughs> I I'm serious though. Like, of course there'll be guests and you know, I'll, I'll well, be, you have to have me. It's like, I mean, clearly who cares? Honestly, everybody, you know, everybody that, It'll be a fun time. I I missed all day, you drunks. Those were fun, and I've uh, done every one, so I'm a fan as well. So like you it's, know, this is a fun way to bring it's it back. Got me on it, so I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> but uh, again, I'm so glad that you actually got to be here this week, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was fun. Like I said, you you were here for so many, and then all of a sudden, everything crapped out. So I do apologize for that. So happy to have you back. It's good to be back. All right. Well, I guess at, at that point, maybe it's time to wrap it up, eh? I like this show, man. Like this show, like I met Peter through the show, and I met Jody as well, and like I really like those people a lot. 
and I'm like I'm happy that your show has brought people to my attention that don't suck. You're gonna meet uh, a muscled up wrestleman on uh, on the Taylor Swift show. I'm very happy about what you just <laughs> described. <laughs> he works at a gym. Like, oh he owns my gosh. a gym. Ooh. So it's gonna be shameful. Is he, good is, times. He a, is he a cake made of beef? Would you say? <laughs> Indeed. All right. Indeed. All right. He's a handsome uh, mountain of a man. I can't have any competition, man. Come on. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want that shit in my life. Well, things are happening downstairs. So with that, yeah. I will say this, Mr. Bungle. Learn them and love them, people. We'll Better. see you next week. Yeah. Goodbye.